Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Well, team, I got things to say. I want to give you a little picture of where I've been for the last year since we've been together. I was exhausted last year. I think I told you all that. It would be like me to tell you that. I was exhausted. I was weary. I was heading into a break that I knew I needed. Our team was heading into a break. But I was was crawling into that break. And... I, I, I want to be careful with some of the words I'm about to say, so excuse me for my pauses, but, but I, I wanted to quit, and I love my husband, and I love our family, and I was the best sabbaticaler there has ever been in the history of the world. I am a great sabbaticaler. I don't need this, but... I'm blessed to get to do that, and I'm not going to act like this is suffering for Jesus. I know. But I wanted to quit, and, and it felt like maybe God wanted me to quit. There were several things that were falling apart around me, and, and so I was, I, I, I was asking God, is this the time? Do we close everything down? It just feels like we are so weary, and, and I'm losing some of the people that hold this thing together, and And so on a night where I was really begging God, show me what to do, one of my friends prayed and and said, God, I pray that you would even tonight in her sleep, like just give her clarity. And so that night, I had a dream, a vivid dream that I will never forget as long as I live. And I know y'all want to know what it was. I'm not going to tell you all the details of the dream. I know, but I will say this. I dreamed, that, I dreamed that Jesus was coming back in 10 years. Now, this is not Jenny Allen making a prophetic announcement. <laughs> but I can't help what I dreamed. I dreamed it as vivid as we're standing here right now, maybe even more vivid. And, and it completely changed me. This was last April. I woke up from that dream, and I've never thought about quitting since. I have more clarity and single-mindedness than I've ever had. I don't know if Jesus is coming back tomorrow or in generations, but in the small chance that he comes back in the next 10 years, I'm gonna do my part. Yeah. And I will stand here today with biblical grounds that I will give you, and I will preach as if Jesus is coming back in 10 years. And I will call us to live as if Jesus is coming back in 10 years. And I will use this book to do it because this book is clear that we are to live urgently. 
We are to live as people completely consumed, single-minded, and clear that our God is coming back. Now, we don't know the hour of the day. Let me begin by reading to you in case this is news to you. Some of you were invited by a friend and this is sounding like crazy stuff. Some of you are from churches where you're like, did she just say a dream and a vision and you all are checking, you know, about to turn this off. Listen, I'm gonna stick to the Bible and I'm gonna let it speak to us. This is from Matthew 24. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And this is prophesying the end of time, what it's gonna look like. These are Jesus's words to his disciples. And let's just go through this list, okay? Nation against nation, kingdom about kingdom against kingdom. Check, got it. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Check. All of these are but the beginnings of birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved, and the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. For the first time in the next 10 years, the gospel will be in every heart language in every nation. So we're running out of things that need to happen. And then he says later in the chapter, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the son of God, but the father only, nor Jenny Allen. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Stay awake, for you do not know what day he's gonna come. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake. And he would not have let the house gotten broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This, my friends, is what I want to talk about today. I want to commission you as if Jesus is coming back very soon. Because he could. And to do that, I'm gonna pull from various portions of scripture and I'm gonna begin by looking at Psalm 23, but we're gonna go several places here. But I know when I say this, I want you to know, I feel the gravity of what I'm saying and I know that this is heavy, but I'm shook and I'm stewarding a platform that is beyond anything my brain can comprehend. And I have to ask God, what do you want me to do with this? What do you want me to do? And when he says, commission my people to live as if I am coming back, I'm sorry I don't have a funny joke to start with. This is what we gotta do. So first, I'm commissioning you to like God again. To like God again. The reason I chose Psalm 23 as what we would talk about for these days is because in my exhaustion, 
in my discouragement, in the trials that my husband and I are facing that would cause me to come to a place of desolation where I would not want to keep going. In those moments, Psalm 23 is a whole different song over my life than the suffering of this world. It is making promises to me that I am safe, that I am with God, that he is taking care of me that he sees me, that he loves me, that he's with me, that he's kind to me. And guys, some of you are living every day of your life as if God is totally disappointed in you. And who wants to be around a dad or a God that is disappointed in them all the time? Like God again. And for some of you, that is going to take digging up and digging out the places that you are wrestling with him. And guess what? He is just fine with that. He is completely comfortable with you wrestling with him. He is, in fact, I believe he blesses wrestling with him. You see that with Jacob. They go to war. They go fighting together and and, and God blesses him. Like when you wrestle with God, there is an intimacy to that. There is an intimacy and a nearness. And, And some of you, your takeaway from this is going to be to go to lunch, to grab a sandwich, and you're gonna go be by yourself in the next few minutes because you know you and he have not been good for some time. Guys, why was David a man after God's own heart? It's because he told him what was in his heart. He brought everything he was feeling to God and God continued to be enough and not disappointed in him. He is not a disappointed father. He's actually the safest place you could ever be. One of my kids walked up to me. I was about to come out with David last night, right? I mean, about to go on stage, backstage, and says, Mom, I need to tell you something. And I'm thinking, oh, no, what? I'm busy. (laughs) He said, it can't wait. And he confesses a sin that he had struggled with that day. I don't know who paid him to do that. (laughs) And I stop everything and, and I grab him and I'm like, hey, guess what? That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. You get to sin. Thank you for telling me. This is what we do. I am not a disappointed mother. I'm so glad he has to grab me and say, this is what I'm struggling with. He's not disappointed in you and we have to get our relationship with God right. Why? Because how our relationship with God goes is how our whole life is going to go. A.W. Tozer says, many of you have heard it, we get God in his right place and a thousand problems get solved all at once. And I don't know about y'all, but I would love a thousand problems to get solved all at once like God again. Second one, be a kid. Matthew 18 says, this is Jesus talking to the disciples. Who is the greatest, or the disciples talking to Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put the child in their midst and said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of God Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And I picture the church right now and it's angry and divided and it is 
it has agendas and it's got a plan and, and y'all a kid, you know, Jesus is saying, hey, I want y'all to all become like little kids. And any of you that have little kids right now or you're around little kids right now, they are indiscriminate. They don't care what's happening, i.e. backstage. They, they don't care what, what is going on. They don't care who you are. They care if you have things for them. <laughs> but they don't care if you're important or not. They don't know who is important. There's nothing about kids that, that are all about comparing and thinking about what else somebody else is doing. They just, they exist for themselves. And they exist for the person that loves them the most. It's like my dog right now. Whoever loves that dog the most and gives that dog the most peanut butter is who the dog loves the most. But there is something about that innocence and naivety that I would love for the church in America and the world to reclaim right now. That we would become like little kids again. What's next? What are we doing now? Let's go. I can't wait. God, what are you going to do? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. We could use a little bit of that, church. Because I think God is starting to show off in pretty big ways right now. And we don't want to miss it with our arms crossed in the back row. I would rather be the naive kid in the front that is wrong than the person in the back that is cynical. Would we become, would our hearts want God again? And the other thing about little kids is <laughs> they're needy. They're so needy. I want to be that with God. And, and I'll tell you, in the last few months, what God's done in my heart is he's given me two questions. They came from a podcast I listened to this summer. It was, God, what do you want me to know? And God, what do you want me to do? And what's funny is those two questions have been incredibly helpful as I look back at why I was so tired. When I look back at why I was so tired, it wasn't necessarily what I was carrying because I knew God was carrying it. I knew he was moving. I knew he was doing it. It's that I was trying to figure out what to do next. I was trying to figure out how to solve the problems. And, and it was like when God gave me those two questions, I just got to be a kid again. I just got to be a kid and say, okay, God, I'm in this conversation. It's going terrible. We're in a conflict. This person's furious with me. God, what do you want me to know? God, what do you want me to do? And the answers to those two questions have seemed to come more often when I'm asking them, God, what do you want me to know and what do you want me to do? What if I told you, outside of accepting Jesus Christ, those two questions, this book, and a few people are about all you need. You need some running buddies. You need this book. And you need the Spirit of God leading you. We're looking at a time in the church where we need to see a movement of spirit coupled with truth. When we see both, there have been times I have seen spirit and something feels missing. There have been times I have seen truth and something for sure feels missing. We, for what is coming, what I believe is coming, and, and let me just be clear. I don't know if Jesus is coming back, but it is clear that we are in one of the darkest generations that has ever lived. Now, it, not the darkest, there is nothing new under the sun, but the rate at which things are troubling is picking 
up. It's picking up. The darkness we have to face on a given day, on a Tuesday in our lives, is pretty dark. The internet has caused us to be carrying things that are too heavy for our souls to carry. But God knew. God knew. He's not surprised by the internet. He knew in 2023 that we would be gathering and processing heavy things together. He knew. And he wants us to stay like little kids. Now, some of you, before we leave this point, also need to grow up. Some of you still think that it is legalistic to be disciplined. Some of you believe that there is a way to make everything in your life still work out exactly how you want it to. Some of you are dabbling with sin and you don't think it's a big deal. And what I have seen is I have been in this posture with God where I'm a little bit scared with what's coming, but staying close to him and and saying, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? There has been a lot of things he has called me away from that aren't very fun, that aren't very bad, like shopping, alcohol, things that I use for comfort that, that he is just saying, you know what, these aren't necessarily bad things, Jenny, but, but I need you to grow up a little. I need you not to try to have a good day every day. I need you to be okay with hard. I need you to be tougher. I need you to love this more than this world. And guys, as we grow up, parts of us grow up, Parts of us stay little, trusting, needy. Parts of us grow up. We will take this more seriously. Third, what do I hope happens? We've got to help people get home. We've got to help people get home. Acts 17 says, he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundary places of their dwelling that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way to him. You were set in your place. You were set in your time so that perhaps people may feel their way to God. Think of how many of us there are. And think of each of you in your set places and your times. And if Jesus is coming back soon, then there is work to do. There is work to do. And he has set you in your allotted time and your allotted place so that perhaps people may feel their way to God. We have no greater purpose. I mean, if you really do think, what if Jesus is coming back soon? What would we do? The first thing you think of doing is going and running and getting everybody you can to know God. You are plan A. It is not from stages, though last night was incredible, but way more powerful in heaven is if actually all of you are mobilized to give away God in your places. That is the dream. That is what we pray happens. Number four, number four, we kick the devil's booty. (laughs) Darkness is everywhere. You feel it and we gotta fight it. So we fight sin, we fight for each other and we fight to love God most. Ephesians 6, I wanna read a little paraphrase that I wrote of it because it talks about 
warfare and it talks about how we protect ourselves. First, remember who you are fighting. You are not fighting flesh and blood. The people hurting you, their sting, you are not fighting them. You are not fighting flesh and blood. The people who hurt you, their sting, you are not fighting them. You are fighting rulers and authorities and cosmic powers and this over this present darkness. You are fighting the forces of evil in heavenly places. You protect yourself with me. You bind truth in the front of you so when darkness comes, you remember me. You remember I'm bigger. You remember I win. You remember I am with you. Protect yourself with me and my righteousness. And then you run. You let your feet carry you into the battle, building my name, sharing my love, telling my story, showing my glory. Go, run, fight. Do not, do not just sit there feeling sorry for yourself. Run and fight. Let the, your shield be faith. See, I am real. If you believe you stand with God behind you, the God of universes behind you, you will not be afraid. You may get tired, but you won't forget why this war is worth dying for. You'll keep fighting if you see me. You have me with you. I am in you. Fight bravely because I am for you and I am with you. I don't know if Jesus is coming back, but I do not want to miss a life like that. Revelation 12 says this, Verse 10, and I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his in Christ for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony for they have not loved their life unto death. Now, none of us, most of us listening right now to my words are not having to face death for the gospel, but many of you are. And I have seen the dots in the countries of you listening to us, probably in a dangerous way and in a dangerous place. There are, and I want you to know, on behalf of all of us that are perfectly safe and sound talking about the gospel, we love you and we are praying for you. And we are in awe of your faith. We are in awe of your faith. But to those of us that are comfy and cozy. We have been acting like we are under some crazy assault by the devil that he has his thumb on our head and we can't cause trouble for hell. Give me a break. We have all the authority because God has given it to us. We act like this is a missile and this is all the devil can do to us. A little Nerf gun bullet. We're afraid. We're shut down and we're missing all that we could be doing. Here's what I think. As much as it concerns us, I don't wanna miss every single thing God has for us. And if he comes back in 10,000 years, then we'll get to heaven out of breath and really happy we live like God was real and heaven was coming. So let's do that. How? It starts with fighting the devil in our own hearts first. Where have you loved anything more than God? Because the way in the end, ultimately, those that are persevering persevered. It was the word of their testimony, and they didn't love their lives even unto death. I don't want to love my life. I don't want to dabble with sin. I don't want to be cynical in the back row. I want to be on the front leaning in. And if God doesn't show up, it wasn't because I wasn't ready. So God, make us ready. 
Make us ready. Make us ready. Make us ready. Show us where we're not ready. Show us where we're not urgent and prepared. Show us where we have loved our lives more than you. And God, where we have, would you help us name it and say it? Would we say out loud the things that we love more than you? And God, find us, find us ready as a people. I just think of the thousands and thousands of people around the world right now listening. And and if we're all leaned in, I think we could cause some trouble. (laughs) Because the darkness is real. It's not pretend. But it is not powerful compared to you. So we are not afraid, and we don't want to miss a thing. Help us, in Jesus' name. I almost forgot to tell you guys, Jenny has a YouTube channel. Our team is constantly updating it and adding new videos every single week. So you can use the playlist on YouTube to listen to all the episodes from the podcast, but then you also can go on YouTube and find a ton of videos and things on YouTube that aren't anywhere else. So go check it out. Search Jenny Allen in your YouTube search bar and click subscribe to make sure you get all the videos as they're updated. Thanks guys. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.